Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. Now, tonight again, uh, this message is Increase Releasers. And um, so what I want to do right now is I want us to get into looking at what these increase releasers are. Are you ready to hear it? The first increase releaser is to make sound financial decisions. Make sound financial uh, decisions. Wisdom is the principal thing. What's it talking about there? Wisdom is the main thing. People live their life uh, in this area of increase and they're not wise about what they do. They think, well, I serve God, this faith works, then I don't, no, no, you gotta balance the word of God. Increase works, but you've gotta do what God says to do. And if you make wise financial decisions, then God can get in there. And, and now, am I not, am, I'm not saying that he can't give you, get you out of a mess. But if you keep living in messes all the time, how many of you know it's time to wake up, wakey, wakey. <laughs> It's time to wake up and realize that there's wisdom and there's things that you need to do to live soundly and make these decisions in the way that they need. Now, I was just thinking about this like a job, okay? Now, the things I'm going to say tonight, I've encountered many times over a lot of years. And, you know, there's people, financially, they're struggling. They don't have a job. A job opportunity comes open. Well, no, I can't take that because that's not what I do. That's not what I'm believing God for. Let me tell you something. You do what your hand finds to do. And sometimes you have to do things that you don't want to do in order. And you, you need in order that you can support yourself, support your family. And if, you know, a husband and wife, if you can get your heads together, you can figure out things for your family and God will give uh, individual wisdom to you guys as a, a team and a family to help you to overcome where you are. So if you need a job, you may have to take something that you don't want, but you take it anyway. See, in the, in the time that we live in, uh, we're in the government support system. Well, I don't need to do that. The government, they'll buy my food. They'll give me a cell phone, you know. And, and you know, sad to say, I mean, some people fall for that. The government is not our provider. Jesus, Jehovah Jireh, the God who is more than enough, and he can do it for us if we will allow. Now, if you have unemployment, well, am I saying don't take that? No, I'm not saying don't. If you've worked and, you know, paid it in, okay, it's all right. But get a job. Make a sound financial decision. And you don't, you don't have to pray and fast about that for two years. <laughs> Revelation, the light has come on. 
You, you got to pay bills. You've got to do things. I know today, you know, in homes, you know, a lot of women want to stay home and raise their children, and I think that's great. But now there's so many things you can do from home. You know, there's so many jobs that you can get and take care of things on the computer, typing, you know, whatever, you know, I, I guess it's not really typing, but whatever it is today, you know, on the computer and, you know, the, uh, selling, you know, certain products or all kinds of things you can do for home, home and see all it, tap into God's plan, tap in and, and he'll guide you and show you ways that you can support yourself and support your family. Now, I want to talk to you tonight about sometimes you need to do a budget. Everybody say budget. budget. And I know you want to get your cross out right now and just do this. When, when I say, I don't like budgets, but I've had to do budgets. I've got this monthly cash flow plan. This, I've had this for years and years. See, the thing about, see, when you make, uh, when you make, um, unwise decisions financially. You know, let's just say, I, I remember this. When, when Eddie and I were married, I've always liked clothes. Every, I mean, since I was a little girl, I've just always liked clothes and that never left me. You know, when I got out of high school and got married, it didn't leave me. It just followed me all the way. And so uh, I can remember though, we were married. I couldn't, I couldn't buy anything. Because we were starting our household, we had nothing, but we had a plan, and we were working the plan, and we were saving our money, we were paying down, uh, we were purchasing a place to live. I mean, just in a matter of a short amount of time, we got a plan, and we began to work it. And so I didn't have clothes like I wanted, but you know what? I made it. But, you know, God has been so good to me. And, you know, in years that passed and we were faithful to the Lord, sowing and, you know, doing the Lord's work and continuing to sow financially and giving, you know, and, and doing everything we could to bless people and do all that. And God has been so faithful to give me so much more than, than I could even think about in that regard. And you say, well, you shouldn't talk about that. No, this is real life. And I'm telling you, that was a hard time for me. You know, you remember early marriage and, you know, you go through that and you don't have a lot, you know. Or we didn't. It's different today than it was then. It really, it really is. People, you know, young people start out with more than they used to. So I hope you start out way on top, but that's just where I was. But, you know, I had to sacrifice. You have to sacrifice for your family, don't you? You sacrifice for the good of the family. But then if you believe, then see, then I started finding out God's promises. And then once I found out God's promises, then I began to believe, start believing for certain things. Because for a while, I just thought it was certain areas that I could believe for. That's all I could believe for. But then, you know, God started opening my eyes up to the possibilities and the potential in this covenant that we have. And then things began to change and things began to happen. Amen. 
So do a budget and work hard to stick to it. And Proverbs 24, 3 says, any enterprise is built by wise planning, becomes strong through common sense. See, some people, I'm a word person, common sense out the window. I'll be the first to say there's times that God has asked us to do things that didn't seem, you know, if you tried to figure it out with your mind. But that's not all the time, and I don't think that's everybody. I don't. I just think you use common sense, and you can build on wise planning. Amen? If you've got so much income coming in, and you overspend, guess what? You're going to come up short at the end of the month. Then if you keep doing that every month, then you're going to really run into, oh, well, that's okay. The government will bail me out. Well, you know what? That's not the way to live, is it? God's way. That's, that's the way to live. Um, the second increased releaser I'm going to talk about tonight is stay free and cleansed from sin. Now, when I say that, a lot of people, when you talk about, you know, oh my God, have I got sin in my life? If you've got sin in your life, God will talk to you through the Holy Spirit and he'll reveal it to you. Now, there's sometimes that, you know, you'll go along and maybe not realize it for a little while, but God will get your attention if there's sin in your life. So I'm not talking about that we live in a condemned way. You know, we're talking about things to unlock and release increase for you. So you don't condemn yourself. You don't walk around thinking, oh my God, what have I done? But when you know that there's things in your life that God shows you or that you just know that you've done and sinned, and then you confess it, and then he will cleanse you from that. And then from that point, you get a brand new start. Everybody say brand new start. That's a good word for the world to understand. We get a brand new start as Christians. All that stuff is not gonna be held over our heads when we get to heaven if we confess it and receive God's cleansing and forgiveness. The world is looking for forgiveness, but they're looking in the wrong places and God has it, doesn't he? All right, Proverbs 28, 13. He that covers his sin shall not prosper. You will not increase if you cover your sin, if you act like it's not there. But whoso confesses and forsakes them shall have mercy. You know, I was thinking about this today. For, for you and me, it, it is just so... Um, It is just common knowledge that if we sin, we have an ad advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ. He's our lawyer. He paid the price. He shed his blood. We confess our sin. He forgives us. He gives us mercy. And then he cleanses us. We know that, but so many people don't. They come into the kingdom of God, but this is a truth that they do not understand. But it's so very important to us that we can understand that we can be cleansed and then go on. Amen? 
And then related to this staying free and cleansed from sin, many times we sin in relationships to one another with other people. Do you know what I'm talking about? Now, it can be in our homes with a spouse, a child, and all of that. We know that that's very likely and, and happens a lot in our homes. But treating each other right and with respect is so important. How many of you can say amen? In church life, I, I really do think that we need someone to teach on manners and etiquette and just behavior in the house of God. Because as it relates to the house of God, it'll relate to your job, it'll re relate to your family or whatever the case may be. So many people don't know how to act in church. And consequently, they offend one another. You understand what I'm saying? And, and we don't even know. We offend many times. But we need to have kindness in our hearts. You know, I'm a person, and, and I'm like a dual person. You know, I've got this side of me that is get it done and get out of my way because I'm coming through. And then I've got this other side where I want to have a party and I want to laugh and have fun. So I don't know what I am tonight. I don't know which side of me is coming out. I'm only kidding. It's got to be a balance of the both. But saying that to say, if I'm in the, you know, if I'm in the get it done mode, I can, I can be unkind and I have to watch that. You know, I have to watch it. You know, it's so funny because you know how Eddie and I are at each other all the time in a good way. Most people know that. Some people, I think, get shocked when they come here. But, but he'll, sometimes he'll tell me, all right, Pastor Nora, you're not at church anymore. You're home. <laughs> and I think what he's trying to tell me is act different. You're not my boss. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. <laughs> so we, you know, we need to learn how to treat one another and be kind to each other. And you say, well, that could, that would not hinder my increase. Oh, yes, it will. You hurt and offend people and you're unkind to people and God's not going to be pleased with that. He isn't. He wants us, he wants the world to know that we are disciples by what? Our love. Love for one another was really what he meant. The love for one another. Even when we're unlovely. Imagine that. That nobody in this room is ever unlovely. I just know that. So, we need to also value relationships. Now remember, I'm talking about a releaser and staying out of sin, you know, and this releases increase into your life. Value relationships. If God brings people into your life, I'm gonna tell you something. If you've been through what I've been through, you learn to value the people that are in your life. You learn it because one day they may not be there. And so you, you love people 
and you value people in your home, your, your spouse, your children, your, your sisters and brothers and nephews and nieces. And, you know, it just makes everything just a little bit closer, a little bit tighter, you know. And you say, well, I've never experienced anything like that before, like you're talking about. And I hope you never do. But if you did, you'd be saying the same thing I am. You think about your relationships a little bit more. No, not just a little bit. You think of them a lot more and you appreciate what God has done for you. It doesn't mean that everything is great in all relationships. You know, I'm just thinking about church life. There's so many things that, that I want to do, you know, related to ministry. And, you know, uh, and, and you're, you're going along and, and, and you need to get something done and you want to get something done. You're in the middle of it. And all of a sudden, the people that are going to help you get there, they're hurting, they're suffering, they're broken, there's something's going on in their life. And you know what? You gotta, you've got to value that relationship enough to say, yeah, I know we need to get this done, but I'm going to stop here. I'm going to pray with them. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to love on them. And I'm, see, that's what I'm talking about when I say value relationships. Very important. Very important. And then you can get the things done that God wants you to get done. All right. The third increase releaser I want to talk about tonight is be a giver. Be, oh, I knew you were going to get to that. Well, of course you did. How could you talk about increase without talking about that? If you know anything about the Bible. Prosperous living comes from prosperous giving. Let's say that together. Prosperous living comes from prosperous giving. Now, you need to write that down. Do you want to live a prosperous life? Then give. Prosper, give. And give. And, you know, you, you said it, John, here tonight when you were receiving the offering. And Eddie and I have seen it in our own lives. And we've shared it with you many times over the years. You got to think, you know, if you've got a big need, okay, you've got a big need and you've got, let's just say it's $50,000 something, you know, whatever it is, need. And you sow a dollar. Do you think that's commensurate? No, I don't think it is either. And see, we've shared that over the years with people, and it's really helped them because people get in this mindset, oh, well, you know, I'll give $10, I'll give, but they've got this huge need. Well, I'm not asking you to give me anything, so you don't have to be afraid tonight. I'm telling you for your future. You know, I'm telling you for your future. And think about that. And, and you know, we've shared... Eddie and I have shared about the time uh, that we had two homes. You know, we, we had a house, we had it sold, we started building one, and, and we got down to closing and the people backed out. And they were able to do it. For, however, I don't understand all of it, but they could. Because we went to the realtor's board and, and it was decided. Because we, we didn't think they did. But the board 
rule that they did, okay? So we've already started this other house, okay? So now we have two homes. We get that house built, we move in it, we're still paying for the other house and we're paying the utilities and, you know, get the yard mowed and whatever for two households. Boy, you talking about, you know, sowing some seed. I mean, we started sowing seed and we started every opportunity in, into good ground, not just anywhere and everywhere, but into good ground. And then I remember I was watching uh, uh, an, old, uh, an old recording of Oral Roberts. And I mean, it was like God set my soul on fire. I mean, that's the way it felt that night while I was watching it. And I knew God was speaking to me. I knew he was speaking to me. And, and, and I said, Lord, you know, we've already sown so much. I mean, and, and you're asking us to sow more. And he said, that's right. That's right. So I, I, I told Eddie, I said, you've got to watch this. You have to watch it. And we sit down and I sit down with him again and we watched it and we knew what we had to do. Having these two houses and it was time. We, we had to, to get them moved, one of them moving, you know. So we, we sat down and we determined what that seed needed to be. And it, it, was, it, it was a seed that was commensurate to what the need was. And so we sowed that seed and we, we sent that off. God told us and pressed in our hearts who, who to give it to. We did that. And in one week, see, that was over the top. That's what I call it. It's over the top offering. See the offerings up, 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 and then over the top. Well, okay, why am I saying all that tonight? I'm not telling you this to get something from you. I'm telling you this to get something to you, to change things in your life. If you are blessed tonight, then God can bless more. He can increase you. What does he say? I'll increase you what? More and more. And so I believe that. And I'm not listening to any religious spirit that tries to tell me it's not too true because I've been tampered with. And I've already proven God and proven his word. He said that you could. If you tithe, he said, prove me that I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out blessings. And God has certainly done it. Amen. Tithing is bringing uh, your tenth into the storehouse, and we know that the storehouse is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I don't, you know, I hear people saying, well, it's, you know, it can be this television. I don't believe that because I don't believe that television preacher is, now do I, I love the television preachers. I listen to a lot of them and receive a lot, but they're not going to be there for you in your, you know, you know, they're not going to have the connection group for you to go and get prayer and receive. They're not going to go in a place where where you can serve and get your gift developed. They're not going to go in a place where you're going through a difficult time and somebody's going to be there to encourage you because they can't. That's not their ministry, but that is the local church. So the tithe goes to the local church. So don't come down here tonight and tell me that it's not because yes, it is. I know you wouldn't do that. All right. Um, and then offerings. 
Psalms 54, 6, with a free will offering, I will sacrifice to you. I will give thanks and praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. Now, he says, I will give a free will. There's just times and God will just move on me to give this free will offering. Well, I tell you what, I believe it's time for a Jericho march. There's so much excitement in this room tonight. I just don't believe that you can hold it back. I get excited. See, I do get excited when God starts talking to me about give a free will offering. Give an offering. I get excited about that. That's important. And then along with your giving, be open at open to be led by the Holy Spirit by your compassion. If God moves on you with compassion to bless a person, bless a ministry, whatever the case may be, be open to that because God wants to you. Isn't that what he said to Abraham? Abraham, I blessed you so that you could be a blessing. And so we're the channel for blessing to flow through. Now, I like to be blessed. Do you but that's not going to happen all the time. If you're not going to be a blesser, then you're going to short circuit the cycle. I'm telling you the truth. Hard to swallow as it may be. It is the truth. Be led by the Holy Spirit. Follow that compassion. When I was a little girl, I was probably um, eight or nine years old. And we lived in this neighborhood, and it was at a time when, you know, there'd be 30 kids on the block, you know, and we'd be out all the time. I mean, you know, my, my mom would have to run me in to eat dinner along with my siblings, too, because we just loved to be out and play with the kids. We didn't get into meanness. It wasn't, it wasn't a time like that. We didn't have to watch for, you know, people to do bad things to children. It, it, it just wasn't that way, you know. And thank God for it. And, I, you know, we need to get back to that, don't we? But anyway, so um, I was with, um, you know, uh, a few kids and they were brothers and sisters. And so they wanted me to come to their house. And they lived uh, around the corner from us, not too far away. And so I went into their home. And when I went in, I, I was just shocked by what I saw. There was their mother. And she was... Um, laying on the couch and she just looked like skin and bones and she had cancer and she was really dying. And, and I saw that and, and I was just shocked, you know, here I am a little kid, you know, and going into that and here these kids are living in it every day. And the dad had to go to work because he had to provide for the family and there was nothing he could do. And so she was there on the sofa and dying. And those kids told me they didn't have anything to eat. And oh my gosh, I mean, I was just an eight or nine-year-old kid, but I can still remember how, I mean, I was just so stirred. And I know that was the Holy Spirit in me at that time. I know it was God in me. And so, you know, then what am I? Well, be blessed, be filled, my child. No, I mean, I'm eight or nine. I can't do a whole lot. I didn't have a lot of money. There was, well, I didn't have any money. <laughs> there wasn't anything I could do. Forget allowance. There wasn't anything like that. You do the chores and you don't get a penny for it. You just do it because you're a contributor to this household. How many of you know what I mean? How many of you grew up that way? Yeah, that's just the way it was. 
Okay, so I go to my mom, you know, and I, I'm just so touched. And I go to her and, you know, she's in the middle of, you know, trying to take care of a house and four kids and cook and do everything that she was doing. And I'm trying to get her attention. Mom, you got to listen to me. You got to listen to me. These, these kids, they don't have anything to eat. Their mom is sick. She's really sick. And um, so my mom scrambled, you know, and she got some things together and gave it to me and I took it over there. Well, a few years ago, and I, I say a few, I don't know, maybe this has been seven or eight years ago. I remember I was praying and God spoke to me and he said, do you remember when you wanted to help that family and there wasn't anything that you could do? I said, yes, I remember it and how torn I was that I couldn't do anything to help them any more than I did. It was a little effort you know, that where they maybe had something to eat, where it was just, you know, they were not without anything. And I said, yes, Lord, I remember that. And that was so, I was just so touched by that at that time. And you know that. And he said, I am right now releasing something to you. I'm going to give it to you to where when you feel this compassion rise up in your heart, I'm going to give you the ability to be able to help people in these situations. And you know, all the time, it doesn't come through me. You know what I'm saying? It's because I have an association here and I have an association there and I know this one and I know that one. But it might, and that I can be a contributor to that process and God enables me to do that, to help and bless people. Well, that was something that God supernaturally did in my life. And I, I have no doubt that he took me into that house that day as a little child so that he could, he could teach me about compassion and following that compassion and reaching out and touching people. You know, at Redemption Church, we're a people that reach out and touch others. We're doing something all the time, reaching out to try to help people. Now, we can't do it all. And lots of people have lots of good ideas, and we can't do all of it. But there are some things that we can do, just like another ministry can do something, another one can do something else. And it's all those parts put together that make up a difference. Amen? But God wants us to be givers in our tithing, in our offerings, and following, uh, you know, this compassion and the leading of the Holy Spirit to bless others. Just be open to that. You know, one thing I've learned, boy, if God drops that in my heart, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Just get out of my way because I'm going to do it. That's right. Because I know that God is going to take care of them, and he'll also take care of me because I'm being obedient. Amen? And then we need to be a giver to the poor. You know, the Bible says, give to the uh, poor and you lend to the Lord when you give to the poor. And that's very important. Now, today, it's hard to tell who's really poor and who's taking the system. Now, I'll just be the first one to tell you. But there are people that are truly poor and God wants us to minister to them and love on those people. Kids, many times, are uh, victimized in a family, you know, a, a family, you know, the mom and dad, they can be on the take, but those little children didn't ask to come into the world. And, you know, you're going to feed them, you're going to clothe them, you're going to do things. And I've learned try to, to try not to look at people unless they show me the side where I see it, 
I try not to look, well, they're, they're trying to take advantage, but you know, when, when someone comes to pick up a Thanksgiving basket and they're not thankful for it, or they pick up a box of food and they'll say, is that all it? Is that all you have? Well, let me tell you, brother, for you, we can just take that back and you can just, that's what you want. But I'm kind. No, I don't see them, so I just hear the reports back. But see, the devil even gets in that to kind of cloud that up. Well, we're not giving to the poor then because everybody takes advantage. <laughs> it may seem that way, but it's not true. There's some people that are very thankful and that you can help them and they're in need and you can make a difference in their family. I've helped people. Now, I've done this before. I, I remember in this one case, I went into this has been years ago, went into someone's home, had somebody with me, and they were like hoarders, you know. It's just really, it's pitiful, isn't it? I mean, they were, and so, I, you know, I said, okay, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you, and we're going to go through room by room. You know, you, ladies, you know, I've taught you, get your two black garbage bags, you know, one for giveaway, one for throwaway. We're going to go through every room, and, and, and you got to decide on everything. Do you keep it to give to someone, or do you throw it away? And so we went through every room piece by piece. I helped them get some decent pieces of furniture. I helped them to get the place in order, and it looked good, you know, and everything. And then, lo and behold, you know, and, and I, but I tried to sew into them. I tried to share things with them uh, and how to keep it in order. And lo and behold, go back, and it's right back to where it was. And so you do things like that, and then you think, well, what's the use? The use is that God is using you to be compassionate, to be a blessing. And how do I know that down the road, this person will totally change and their lifestyle? I see, I think that hoarding spirit is just an outward manifestation of something that's inward, spiritually inward. So I keep loving them, I keep ministering to them and that kind of thing, you know. I have helped people. And I've, I've gone in in their homes. Again, this has been a long time ago too. Gone in in their homes to help them to get things in order, maybe to get a few key pieces that they needed for their family. And, you know, and then they serve the Lord, live for God, and they just keep growing. And God keeps blessing them and blessing them and blessing them. And so you have to leave the results in the hands of the Lord, don't you? You really do. I've really found that out. But we, we need to be givers in all of these areas. That's very, very important. Amen? Now, Galatians 6.10, and I don't have a lot left here, but Galatians 6.10 uh, talks about be mindful to be a blessing. And so every day, Look for some way to bless somebody. It, you know, it, it doesn't just have to be financially. It can be a good, kind word. It can be a card. It can be a, a possession you have. It can be a, a, a note of encouragement. Like I said, whatever. There's so many ways. But be 
uh, mindful to be a blessing. The fourth increase releaser I'm going to talk about tonight is be thankful and appreciate what you have. Be thankful and appreciate what you have. Psalms 145, verse number two. Every day with its new reasons will I bless you. Affectionately and gratefully praise you. Every day there's reasons for God to bless you. Every day. And so we are to be grateful to him and praise him for what he does for us. Someone says, well, what I've got, you know, my home is old, my car is old. And so, well, be thankful for what you have. You have transportation. You do have a roof over your head. Be thankful for that. And see, and I've seen a lot of people that won't take care of what they have that God has given them, but they say they're believing God for something Else, you know, I've learned if you want something better, take care of what you've got, clean it up, do the best you can, and believe for God to bring it. If you had seen some of the buildings that we started out in as a church before we started meeting in them, you, you wouldn't believe it because we had to do things to fix it up. It didn't look good. It wasn't the best, but it was the best we could do with where we were. I remember... When we came back to Knoxville from California to start this church, and we had, we had always owned our own home. Ever since we've been married, we, we always owned our own home. We came back, and we couldn't own our own home because we had no church, no people, no denomination, no support of any kind. So there wasn't any of that. So we had to find a house that we could rent. So we found a house that we could rent. The house was horrible. It's the worst house we've ever lived in. The, the grass was all tall, weeds everywhere, no, no weed eater used in any regard on the sidewalks. I mean, it was just a mess. You go inside, the walls were all marked up, scuffed up. The carpet had big uh, places where it, it, it almost, like, I don't know, it looked like motor oil pulled it, poured out up on it or something. I wouldn't doubt it at all. So we had to go in that house and you know what? I didn't start griping and complaining, which that would have been my normal mode for something like that. But I knew God had called us to do what, what, what he had. And so I just got my cleaning buckets out. I got my cleaning supplies out. Uh, I, I rented a, a carpet shampooer. Uh, we, Eddie and I, did the painting in the house. And he went out and mowed, did the weed eating neatened everything up. And I mean, the guy that leased uh, us the house couldn't believe it was the same house when he came in it. But you know what? We did the best with what we had. We were thankful and grateful that we had a place to live because we were so happy that we were in the will of God and doing what God had called us to do, and that was starting this church. And so there was a lot of gratitude. You know, you've heard us tell the story of when... Um, you know, one, one night, you know, this crystal down the road here. I love crystal. You may not like it, but I do. Especially because I, I don't eat them very much. I love them when I can eat them. And so, you know, here we were. Uh, we, it, was, it was time to eat. We've been out doing all the, you know, ministry stuff, whatever. And it's time to eat. 
And so um, we decided we were going to go to the Crystal because we didn't have much money. And so, you know, Eddie got in his pocket and I got in my billfold and we started pulling out all the change that we had. And we went through that window laughing we went through the window laughing. We had just enough to however many crystals he wanted and what I wanted that we could get. And we were thankful for that. You know, you could be, you know, you could be unthankful. You could be complaining about that. But, but you know, we decided we were going to be grateful even though it wasn't, you know, what we might want it to be. It's the way it was. And we're going to be thankful and appreciate what God is doing for us. And do you know what? He just, I don't, I, you know, I, if I eat at Crystal today, it's because I want to, not because I have to. <laughs> now, some of you students, you know, you may have to right now, but it won't always be that way. Amen. Because if you listen to what I'm telling you, you're going to increase more and more. Now, I'm going to tell you, and this, to me, as a minister of the gospel, is, it's a sad reality in many cases. People hear what we're saying as it relates to increase. They hear it, and they're glad to hear it sometimes. But it takes no root, because when things come up, they forget it, and they don't practice it. Then other people, they're just flat not going to hear it. Nope. That's for somebody else. It's not for me. And you lose out both ways. You lose out. Because God wants to increase you more and more. You know, Eddie told you not too long ago about the, sow, the seed that we sowed when um, we sold a home. We started building those homes before we went in the ministry, and our goal was to have one paid for, and we were three-fourths of the way there. We sold a home. We got uh, so much equity out of it, and we determined that we were going to give a large gift. It was a large gift in, you know, the 70s, and um, into missions. And we took that to our church and we sowed that seed. And that was the beginning of me being able to share the life and Eddie to share the life that we do. I get blessed when I, 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 somebody told me this. They said, you know, we've watched you and Pastor King. And so what we want to do as a newly married couple, we, we want to learn from what God has shown you. And I'm thinking, you know, I... Yeah, I I hope that I can say like Paul, follow me as I follow God. And, um, and they're learning that increased principle. And that's what we want for this entire body. We want that. But you can keep on living the way that you live if you, if you choose. You can be a good Christian. You can go to heaven and do all of that. But you can miss out on this that I've talked about tonight. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora. Pastor Nora.